Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Julia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. Today, we have on someone majorly cool and amazing and a good friend, Maggie. So Maggie is incredible on TikTok. She is like the makeup guru, the makeup queen, and she just has like the cutest personality, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her a little bit more. So Maggie, I want you to tell the listeners just a little bit more about you, like the roots. I always tell people it's the roots. So where you're from, what you do, and just a little bit more about you and your background. Of course. So I'm originally from Connecticut. Then I moved to Florida in fourth grade. So I guess that's where I was like actually raised and everything. Southern girl. And then I went to college at Auburn University and COVID hit in my junior year of college and I was studying event management, but I knew kind of that I always wanted to do interior design. So I kind of am thankful to COVID because then I couldn't get a job in event planning, which I didn't really ever want to begin with. So I graduated and went straight into a master's program here in DC, which is what caused me to move here. So I moved here not really knowing anybody. I just came to do my work, finally love what I was doing. But I had all of this, I mean, not all of this spare time, but I had a bit of spare time since I didn't have like a social life. I didn't know anybody here. So I just started doing makeup tutorials and kind of getting good feedback. So then I made it more of a consistent thing and it just became Anytime I was putting makeup on, I had to film it or else I would feel like I was just missing out on interacting with my audience. So I've been doing it for like a year now and I love it. That's amazing. It's so funny because I feel like I've posted photos with you when we're like out and about. And I've had friends that were in my sorority in college be like, oh my gosh, I love this friendship. Like she's so cool on TikTok. So I'm like, it's so cool how the internet works in that way because you get connected with so many different people from all over and just how we even met, like we met through TikTok and I think it was just like commenting on each other's stuff. Like I have no idea, Yeah. but we had Michelle on last week and that's exactly how we met too. So I think it's like super cool how it's created such a big community and your community is huge. You have some like really, really loyal people in your corner and I'm one of them. I buy everything that you recommend. She did my makeup before this, guys. And I, I've i never liked my makeup more than I like it right now. Like, I am freaking out. Yes. Everything she put on me, I kept asking, like, what is that? What is that? Like, tell me where it is. And she was like, yeah, go to my like to know it. Buy yep. my stuff. And I'm yep. like, okay, I will. I'm going to have the whole video posted to my page. No worries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So I know this is something we mentioned, like, wanting to chit-chat about. My friends and me in our group text are always talking about like the it makeup items and what people are using and what's actually worth it. Yeah. So I guess for like an everyday glam. Yeah. And you always look so glam and glowy and beautiful. So what do you recommend? Like what are the it items that like you could not live without? So the concealer and powder and then um I'm a huge fan of Hourglass products and just finishing powders in general. I have their bronzer and one of their blushes. Love. And it's so glowy. It's also just beautiful to look at. It's like yeah. Picasso. <laughs> it's beautiful. But again, with the concealer, going back to that, you put on, was it the Huda Beauty? Mm-hmm. 
I've never seen my under eyes look like this. I feel like I always use like the thickest concealers and it looks cakey and it dries up and it makes it look worse almost. Right. And I've noticed now, like being post 25, yeah. I'm starting to get under high circles and I'm going to need to invest in like a good eye cream yeah. because I'm starting to see that aging process happen under my eyes. Yeah. So I think having a good concealer is like really, really important. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I get a lot of questions about mature skin and I've done my older sister's makeup and my mom's makeup before and the Huda just performs on all skin types. That's why. 10 out of 10 recommend that one. And you also like, yes, it's an investment, but you don't have to use a ton of it. Like I said on you, I did one dip. This is how I do mine too. Like one dip and then it does my whole face everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to highlight and cover up and everything. So it's amazing. Well, I have like, I used to have dry skin. I feel like it's definitely more combination now, but I never used powder because I was always so scared that it was going to dry out my skin. But using a powder is really such a game changer. Yeah. Powder and setting spray, and then you'll never look dry. Setting spray. I love the Milani Make It Last. I, I'm, like, experimenting with a new one, and I was telling you this. Yeah. I go to Sephora, and I black out, and I don't even know what I get. I don't get recommendations. I just, like, start picking up pretty things. Like, the branding is so big in there. Totally. I feel like if there's good branding, people are just going to pick things up. Mm-hmm. And I never do, like, R&D. I never research. And... I think it just ends up biting me in the ass because I get all this product that I use once and I'm like, oh, that was horrible. But I never use it again. So I just have like this stash of makeup that's yeah. like lying in my bathroom. Yeah. So how do you like manage like having a ton of makeup? I can only imagine how much you have. Like, do you have to get rid of stuff? Do you have to purge? Like, what does that look like for you? It's a lot. Like, I was so excited to start receiving PR, but now I'm at the point of like, I live in a one bedroom apartment that I share with someone else. I am now emailing to stop sending me PR because I don't have any room for it. Yeah. But literally like once a month at least, I will have to put together, like I always have a running bag of stuff that I can either do a giveaway or I can donate it. But my favorite YouTuber is Tati Westbrook. I grew up, like she's like my YouTube mother. Like she raised me. She taught me everything I know. I'm obsessed with her. She is so cool. Yeah. My college roommate was obsessed with her. So we would just sit on our couch, like in our living room and watch Tati. Yeah. Just for hours. I know. Just watch her. She's amazing and so educational. Yeah. But she would always talk about how she would donate everything that she had to the women's shelter, like domestic abuse and stuff. So I found one in Arlington and I'll just bring a huge bag. You can't use any of the makeup products before, but I can just get stuff and know I won't use it and send it over to them. Yeah. That is so cool. I think that is so smart and... It's so generous because I think whenever it comes to this industry and receiving a lot of free things and whether that's clothes or makeup, I think making sure you're just not like throwing it out, tossing it out, making sure that you can benefit somebody else from those free things that you're receiving is so cool. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. So I'm glad that you like mentioned that because... Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to people perceiving content creators and influencers, I think they just think, oh, they just get a bunch of stuff and then they don't use it or they throw it out. So I'm really, really glad that that's something that you do and you've incorporated into your like routine and lifestyle whenever it comes to like being in this business. Well, speaking of this, I think this is the first episode that we actually have martinis. Yes. And I was like, when are we going to take a sip? Oh, oh my gosh. Cheers. I know we need to take a sip. I got distracted. <laughs> Oh, but I made a dirty martini before this, like, espresso chocolate martini. 
I'm so much better at being served than I am at making drinks. And I think Maggie was like thrown through a loop whenever she found this out, considering that this podcast is literally called Martinis. And she doesn't even like gin. I don't like That's gin. It's not okay. You don't like gin. That's a sin. We should write a song. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like gin. I like vodka martinis. That's crazy. I know. I think it's because gin was the first thing I ever drank. And really? I stole it from my grandfather. That's such a weird beginning. <laughs> so I was in high school. And I grew up in Louisiana. Drinking in high school is like very common. Yeah. You're from the South. Right. Uh, I don't know what it was like for you. Yes. But you're like, yes. <laughs> but anyway, I was having like my first like little get together where we were going to like experiment with alcohol. So I knew that my grandparents had a stash and I lived with my grandparents for a few years after Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, okay. because our house got destroyed. So we moved in with my grandparents in Lafayette, Louisiana. Of course, I'd been living there. So, like, I knew where their alcohol stash was. And all I could find was this, like, ancient gin. It looked like it was probably, like, 50 years old. Ew, I bet it was bad. So, I was like, I'm going to taste test it before people get here. Oh. So, I went in my room and I just took, like, a big swig of it. I did not know how to drink alcohol. Like, I thought that it just was going to taste completely normal, like water. I had no idea. Like, I had taken sips of things whenever I was younger, but… Anyway, it was absolutely horrible. It was like battery acid. Ugh. And yeah, I, ever, ever since then, I, I can't yeah. drink gin. Yeah. So maybe we'll try it out tonight. We're going to yes. the Gram in Georgetown. So, so excited. I know. I have a core memory of being like six years old with my family at a restaurant. And I was always like the way youngest one there because my sisters are 12 and 14 years older than me. But it was one of those vibes where like they brought out the cocktails before the water and my dad had a gin and tonic. So I was like, oh my God, water. I was dying of thirst and I took a huge sip of it and I still hate tonic like I think tonic is just disgusting it's gross so bad it's really bad I don't like it and it's a ton of sugar like, is it yeah oh my gosh I knew that there was like sense. a bunch of calories in it but I didn't know how or why, That's why. weird yeah learn something new every day right. okay I kind of want to play a little game okay. and this is so on the spot I did not plan this okay I want to take like certain beauty products and I want you to say like if it's worth it or not or oh, like hot love. or not love okay okay so let's start with I feel like this is so popular right now the drunk elephant bronzing drops okay I think it's hot and <laughs> I think it's worth the price because you can use such a small amount and mix it with your moisturizer and it really does like you wouldn't expect it to make a difference under your makeup but I swear it does so I was looking at different ways to purchase it because it's completely sold out everywhere. Yeah. And I looked on eBay and somebody was selling it for $100. That's absurd. So I… <laughs> no, did you order it? So, no, no, no. I have a business idea. Oh. I'm just going to stock up on every single trending makeup product and I'm going to sell it for double the price. Totally. And I'm going to become a millionaire. <laughs> I feel like people do that on Amazon, like with the they Stanley do. Cup. They do. Yeah. The Stanley Cup was like $100 at one point because it was sold out everywhere else. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. Rare Beauty Cream Blushes. Yes. Worth the hype. Which one is your favorite? Encourage. Okay. Is my favorite. Use that on me. Yeah. It's like a cool toned, like I just love how it looks if you're really into like the sharp contour look, which is totally my vibe. It's your vibe. If you put it like high on the cheek and kind of blend it in with your contour, it's seamless. And like, I feel like the pinky or the really warm ones just don't blend the same. Yeah. Okay. Refi Beauty Brow Gel. 
I kind of am preferring, I really like that one, but I'm preferring Anastasia Brow Freeze right now. Yeah. I used to use that, the Refi Beauty. Yeah. Um, I still kind of use it. Yeah. But I had friends that were having issues with like white yeah. on it. I get yeah. a lot of comments about that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if that's a problem, to me though. Yeah. Brow yeah. Freeze is literally clear. You just have to use your own spoolie. So it's like not as convenient packaging. Okay. Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter. I feel like you could choose that or Drunk Elephant, but I don't know if you named both. Like, yeah. it is really beautiful, and I like how you can wear it alone or under a foundation, and it really does shine through, but there's a lot of things that you could do. Or you could, if you want to, like, diversify your makeup bag, just buy an Illuminator, like the Rare Beauty one or the Iconic London one, and you can mix that with your foundation for a similar effect, or you can, and you can also, like, use it on its own as a highlighter like I did on you today, so... Yeah. If you want more of like a to kill two birds. I'm totally getting this. Like the highlighter. I've never felt like more of like a bronzy glowing princess. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I need to be in the Bahamas. Instead of the gram, we should be going to the Bahamas. Literally. (laughs) I freak out when I find a cream product that blends seamlessly over powders. And that one is one of them. Okay. So speaking of cream, well, first I want to stay on Charlotte. Okay. What about the contour one? No. No? First of all, the packaging is just a disaster. It's such a disaster. If you fly with it, it will explode. Mine so if did. I'm traveling, like I have to leave it at home. That's worthless. Get the Patrick Tall one. You get a free, I mean, I don't know if it's free, but it's a cream and then the powder bronzer too. Uh-huh. So you pack one thing. A little duo. Yeah. I love a two-in-one. Dynamic duo. Yeah. And the <laughs> color is just amazing. I use the shade she sculpted. That's what I did on you today. And it works amazing for the whole viral underpainting technique if you're doing it under your foundation. Can you explain that? Because that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. She did this like underpainting technique on me today. And I at first was like, what is she doing here? But she explained the whole process. I just, (laughs) she explained the whole process. And it's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So I had known about this originally from Tati's channel because she had Scott Barnes on one time. And he is JLo's makeup artist. But then also apparently Kendall Jenner and Hailey Bieber's makeup artist use this technique too. Her name is Mary Phillips. But it's basically you lay down your contour, your concealer before your foundation. So then you use a thin layer of foundation on like more of a fluffy brush. And I usually go for like a dense foundation brush, get that foundation layer on, and then I go on top of it. But you save so much product on both ends by just layering it in like thinner layers. And then your skin looks more like skin. I can still see my freckles and stuff underneath. My skin can still breathe. It doesn't feel as like caked on. Yeah. So speaking of freckles, I've been seeing the freck product everywhere. And I think it's because of Alex Earl. Yeah. She's been posting about it like forever. I think I keep seeing her videos and she's always using like the freck. Have you ever used that? I have it, but I haven't tried it. Well, I guess you have natural freckles, so you don't necessarily need to. It's kind of a foreign idea to me. Like when I see people do it, I think it's cute, but I've always just wanted to cover mine up. And now I enjoy them more because I don't have like breakouts and stuff, but in high school and stuff, I just had freckles and breakouts. And I was just like, I just wish my, I had like a smooth, clean canvas to start with like my friends but I would always want like the full coverage cover everything up it's so funny I had a lot of friends in high school too that had so many freckles and they were always trying to cover it up and I thought it was so beautiful because I don't really have a lot of freckles I have like very spare freckles like all over 
So I always think, I, I thought that was like really, really pretty. So I think it's good that you're just really honing in on your natural beauty and you know, all of those qualities. But well, now that I have self-tanner, I embrace it more because it looks oh, great with the fake tan. my gosh. Yeah, it was so funny. I have no foundations that match my skin tone. And I warned Maggie. I was like, just letting you know. I have no foundations that actually match my skin because I'm always getting spray tans. And I have a Palm Beach membership. I pay $40 a month so I can get unlimited spray tans. And today is like the first time I don't have one in weeks. And it, like, just completely all came off, like, the other day. We were on the neck. We were under oh, the Oh, yeah. Shirt. She, like, painted me. She painted my whole body. <laughs> we made it work. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I think it's cool to watch people, like, just do their thing and tell people about it and how they do it and, like, why they love it. I think that's really inspiring for me because it makes me want to do the things that I love and teach other people how to do it as well. Yeah. It makes makeup in general more approachable. Right. Like I'm more likely to finish watching the video because I'm like, what is the final result of this magic thing that you're doing? I think that's what's really, really cool about what you do and like the style that you have. So good for you. Thank you. Okay. So I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite apps of all time. I have so many trips coming up in the next couple of months and the best way for me to track exactly what I want to do on these trips is the Take Me Out of Office app. I'm obsessed with this app because you can actually plan itineraries with friends or family. It's great for girls trips, bachelorette trips, family trips, you name it. I get so excited to open up the app because it is branded so beautifully. So forget about Yelp because Take Me Out of Office is your one-stop shop for everything vacay. And you can actually head to our show notes to click on a unique link and it'll take you to the Take Me Out of Office app so that you can download it for free and you can recommend all of your friends to it. So again, all you have to do is head to our show notes, tap on that unique link and you will thank me later. So do you do people's makeup a lot? No, never. I guess that was my start in high school. I would always do it for like proms and stuff. And then in college, every formal and everything, even though I would be going to it too. So like I would start doing people's makeup noon. Like they would have to get the appointment because I'm like, I want two hours before the event to do myself and my hair and literally everything. So I don't really do it anymore. My sister will always ask me to do hers. And then if a friend is like over or something, I might do it. Or if I have friends visiting in town, like they'll want me to, but I couldn't do it professionally because if I'm like doing someone's winged eyeliner or something, like I am in their lap or like putting on their lashes. Like my friends know this from college. It's not easy. I can't do it in like a sophisticated manner for me to do it perfectly the way I want it to be. I have to be like in your <laughs> situation. I love that. I love that. And it reminds me a lot of my college friends that would do everybody's makeup. Yeah. We were always like getting ready for an event or. Honestly, maybe just like hanging out like wine night, practicing like whatever, or like maybe we were just acting like we were practicing and then we were just like actually going to go out. <laughs> it was our excuse. Yeah. Um, but I think it's super cool that that's how you started with makeup, yeah. like just watching YouTube videos and then like practicing on your friends. And I think it's just really, really lovely to see somebody who's like so passionate about something, like do something about it. And I feel like starting from a social media standpoint, having an audience and kind of like going at it from a serious perspective. Was that scary for you at first? And when did you start? Yeah. So I was a senior in college. That's when I kind of started posting like really random trendy type sounds and like effects videos. 
And one of them, I got comments. It was like transitional TikTok video of like us starting with no makeup, me and my best friend before graduation. And then the after was like full beat, full glam, lashes, hair, the whole thing. And then I got like that one kind of popped off like nothing crazy, but got some comments of like, oh my gosh, eyeshadow tutorial. Da, 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 da. So I was like, yeah, I want to deliver. Like someone like, asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've like, been waiting. Like, yeah, literally. So I was like, sure. Like, I did not finally. start. <laughs> yeah. I didn't start talking in my videos for a really long time. Like that's the mortifying step. But this was 2021 TikTok. This was not like you have to talk or it's right. not going to go anywhere. Like all my videos were music. I would still explain the technique by like putting text on everything. That was how I started. And then I guess it hit a point where I was like, in order to grow, I feel like I just need to be able to really explain so people feel like they can actually achieve this at home. And just like, that's a whole new level of being persuasive and convincing people that something is worth it or this method is how you need to do it. So I started doing that more in like December or January of like last year. And I think that's something that I've really admired about you is that you're not afraid to say that things aren't worth it or if they are. Totally. It's it's like you're almost everybody's like college best friend that's like doing their makeup. That's how I feel whenever I watch your videos. It's like I trust you way more than the average person or like another content creator. Right. Maybe that's because I know you, but (laughs) it's not. Like you really do have such a genuine spirit when you show up on social media, which I feel like is a really, really good talent to have. And not a lot of people possess that. I'm glad. Like you're the same exact way that you are in person as you are like on TikTok, which I think is like really amazing. Because sometimes you'll meet people and you're like, ah, they seem like a little... Totally. Or personality on yeah. TikTok where they put on this face or this front or whatever. And I feel like it, this is no different from me, like, watching your videos and, like, asking you about certain makeup recommendations and yeah. hot or not. I almost feel like that's almost like a video, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that I would watch on your TikTok, which I think is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad. No, but genuinely, it's just, like, I know how hard it is to spend money on makeup yeah. because even if you have the money to spend, it's still just, like, $50 could be a super cute top that's more noticeable than like what's in your makeup bag. If it's a product that I think is really worth it and it'll last you a while and everything, then like I'll let you know the realty on where you need to spend your money. Right. So I kind of want to transition a little bit okay. into maybe more of your personal life. Okay. I know like we love the makeup talk. We will come back because it's just so much fun. And I know that there's so many people that will be listening to this that are just so excited to hear your recommendations, go out, get it, and try it out for themselves. Yeah. So we'll have to go back to that. But I want to talk about how you balance everything. Yeah. You are like a superwoman. <laughs> you have your own brand, like your own personal brand. You are in interior design school at GW, and you are planning a wedding. You just got engaged. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jake. Y'all, her fiance is so sweet and they are the cutest couple and they're both like so nice and it's just like a breath of fresh air. But yeah, how are you balancing all of that? Like that is so stressful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the beginning, it wasn't as bad because like I said, I literally didn't have a social life. But then now I've come to like make friends here through social media, but also through my program, just getting close with everybody. And Jake moved here. I guess that was an important detail I left out when I moved here. I was alone for that whole first semester So every weekend, 
he was still in Auburn. He was still going to the football games and stuff. And I would just get depressed of like, what am I doing? Me last year, you know, that first year after you graduate college is like the weekends are just depression. Yeah. But yeah, so Jake wasn't even here, didn't have a social life. So it was really just doing school and then like doing TikTok whenever I could. Like I would still do a get ready with me for the day, but then I would try to estimate how many hours everything would take. And I'm a huge list person. Like if there's not a list, it's literally not going to happen. I'm the same way. That's how I know what time I need to set my alarm for. And if I just don't have that routine, like you can't just expect to film a ton of videos and get your errands done and also get all your work done. Yeah. So I can't decide what I want because I've seen so many styles and it's like just drilled into my head all the time of like, this is right, this is wrong. But then for my own vibe and for my own wedding, I'm like starting to come up with what I think I would want, but then you have to deal with everyone's opinions. Like for example, black tie, say less. Like I see that Vogue wedding at the New York Public Library. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was like with all the candles and stuff. I want the venue to be like the biggest vibe ever and not have to do decorations. I'm over the white. I'm over the tent. No, it needs to be the venue speaking for itself architecturally. And I want everyone to just be in uniform. Like if everyone could just wear black, that would be the best. (laughs) Jake is like, absolutely not. Someone's going to mess it up. And I'm like, are you serious? That blows my mind that someone would have the audacity. The audacity. You're the bride. Also, it's in two years. Like, (laughs) we're not straight out of college anymore. Like, buy a tux. I'm sorry. I think you should do it. That's what my sister said. And then my mom is like, no, it's such a pain. Like, my parents are super chill and just like, you're being extra. Like, I am so extra compared to my family. I'm the same way. My mom is like super hippie, lives in her garden, basically. Lives off of the land. No makeup. Whereas like athleisure every day, which like I kind of do, but same. she like lives on a farm. She's just like living like a very like kumbaya. Yeah. <laughs> She's in her own little world. So whenever I talk about my wedding one day, I'm like, I'm going to get married in Greece on a mountainside. Yep. It's good. <laughs> she's, she's looking at me like I am absolutely fucking bonkers. She's like, Veronica, like, how are we all going to get there? I'm like, you fly there. And no. she's like, no, we're not doing that. No. So I have a feeling we're going to be butting heads like absolutely crazy. Totally. Well, and ours is also automatically a destination wedding because we don't want it to be at either of our hometowns. And like, are you guys from the same place? No. Okay. He's from Alabama. I'm from Florida. Okay. But I've never been obsessed with my hometown because like I wasn't even like fully raised there, like I said. So you don't have a connection, a true connection to it. No. So we have a connection to North Carolina, but I've also been exploring other options, just anything with like a stunning view. I was really interested in this vineyard in Charlottesville, for example. We went and toured it. It's two hours from here. And then my parents are just like flying for the wedding. Can you imagine? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) But then it's also like, when do I have time to go and tour other venues? Like if I was talking about getting married in the South, which I think it'll be in North Carolina. I don't know. I'm just ready to like put that date down and get that venue squared away and then not have to think about it for a while because it's going to be in 2024. Right. But I can't just, that's the thing about being a student. I don't know what my weekends are until the week of. I can't just book whatever. Yeah. I also just don't think you need to rush it. You know, I think it's so good to just like take your time. And it seems like you have this idea of what you want. 
So obviously I'm, I'm like speaking from a place where I have no idea what the fuck this is like, but I feel like if you take your time and you don't put pressure on like, oh, it has to be here, or here, or here. I feel as if divine timing will come in and you'll just happen to yeah. spring across the place and be like, okay, this is it, you know? I know, but then there's that other, like the devil on my shoulder that's like, no, but imagine Book if they- the New York Public Library right now, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it's just like, but what if they tell you it's booked? Oh, yeah. What if you just miss out? Yeah, the opportunity. It's That's really funny thing. that you mentioned that wedding. My aunt, she used to live in New York and she worked for Condé Nast. So she used to actually be the shoe editor for a magazine in New York. And she would go to all the fashion shows. They used to have them at the New York Public Library wow. for New York Fashion Week. I don't know if they still have them there. But anyway, she was just like telling me the most crazy stories whenever I was home for Christmas. Yeah. And it just seems a fabulous place. Amazing. So. Yeah. I mean, I've seen photos, but I can only imagine what it's like in real life. Well, I've actually never been inside of it. I'm I going to New York this either. weekend, so I'll have to go. You I'll should. have to take some photos for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not allowed to be that difficult. So <laughs> if you can't make it there, don't worry. Okay. I do have a question. Yes. So what is it like, you know, being engaged and having this personal content creation brand how is Jake receptive of that? Is he like super supportive? Like, what's that like? So honestly, he was the person that was like pushing me to do it the hey, most. Amazing. I honestly don't know if I would have done it if it wasn't for him. I wasn't just that confident of a person ever. Like I've always been obsessed with makeup and I would randomly get ready and talk to myself during as if I was Tati. <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, I love that. But he was just like, no, you should literally do this. And then especially once he saw the success coming from it and the financial benefits of it, he's like, you literally cannot stop doing this. Like, this is incredible. And it is crazy. Yeah, it's so nuts. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that he's supportive and wants you to be your best and pushes you to go for these goals or maybe even things that you didn't even realize were possible. He's like, you, you, need, to, you need to do totally, this. Totally, totally. I feel like there's a lot of partners, especially men, yeah. that are out there that are very unsupporting of or unsupportive of watching their female partners succeed in this industry. I right. feel like it can get a little competitive and weird. So... I think that's really, really cool that he's, like, really passionate about seeing you do well. No, he's obsessed with it. He loves it. He watches all my videos. Oh, which that's is so honestly cute. so meaningful because I'm like, you really don't have to. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's funny because I think a lot of people don't understand it, really. Yeah. They're, what are you doing? Like, this doesn't make sense. And I think it's really cool how he's, like, watching your videos and... That's probably so nice, like, having somebody just to be, like, your second eye, yeah. too. No, yeah. And he gets involved. Like, I've always had an Excel. Ever since I started doing collaborations with brands, I would, like, try to keep track of everything in an Excel document. And then he's in finance. So, he'll, like, get in my Excel and just beautify it, organize it. He's like, this is how it's going to function from here on out. You're going to stick with this format. I'm like, thank you. Oh, my gosh. That is, like, a dream team, if I've ever heard of one. He's the business side, mm -hmm. and you're just, like, the creative, making the cute aesthetic, educational videos, and it's almost like a business partnership. I think yeah. that's so cool. And I love it. Like, this is the first time I've had, like, a full-on salary and stuff, which is crazy. I never imagined saying that in my master's program. I didn't think that would happen until I graduated. 
But it's so nice to just be able to want something and get it. And he supports everything because it's like, I want a new phone. That's for my business. Like I need it. Whereas like, if it was with my parents, it would be like, why do you need a new phone? Like make me a PowerPoint. (laughs) You can't get married at the New York Public Library and you can't have a phone. (laughs) Me. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. I was a PowerPoint kid. Like when I got a hamster, it was like benefits of having a hamster. So cute. We should have a PowerPoint night. Yeah, we should. Me and my friends keep talking about that. Yeah. And we just never do it. But I want to have like a PowerPoint night where you bring like a martini. I'm not allowed to bring one. True. You're banned. <laughs> also, these are these joys. They're really good though. They are good. I got this. So we made espresso martinis and it's this chocolate coffee liqueur that I got in Guatemala and vodka. And that's literally it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really, a a little, little bit of almond milk. Yes. I, I didn't have oat milk. I said oat milk earlier, but I put almond milk in it. And I actually think it's pretty good. Yeah. It's not terrible. The first one was horrible. It was it was really oily. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like we had like lip oil. It was hydrating for a sec. It was super hydrating. <laughs> oh my God. So I know we've talked about Alex Earl a few times and I honestly feel like we should address it. I feel like she's selling out everything. Yeah. 100%. Everything. So what do we do? Like, are these things that we need? Like makeup products that we need in our collections. I feel like this is an issue. <laughs> I know, like the drunk elephant drops. No, like people are talking about this Cali Ray one. Apparently, I haven't tried it, but that's when you have to look to the makeup creators and ask them for a good dupe or substitute yeah. or whatever, and they'll find you one. Do you feel like dupes are usually better than the real thing? Honestly, the word dupe has like lost its meaning because people will say dupe, but it's still like a $40 product. And to me, a dupe was supposed to be a drugstore product. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I guess dupes are now becoming backup plans. Yeah, for for when something's out of stock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel so strange that I'm like following this girl on TikTok who is like 21, 22 in college. And I'm like, I know everything that she's doing. Yeah, right. It's also funny because I feel like I'm seeing so many other people posting about yeah. her. And I don't even see her videos most of the time, which is crazy to think about. She has, like, such a loyal fan base. Yeah. And I know you recently did a video on her makeup routine and you trying it out on your face. Hmm. So how did that go? I did not like her mascara combo at all. But in terms of, like, the actual face makeup, I loved the face, the complexion, except for the powder. Way too much powder. She bakes. I don't like baking. And I know she's like on Accutane and stuff. So Yeah, I wonder how that works. I don't know how she does that with dry skin because I have pretty dry skin. But I would imagine like someone on Accutane would be drier than me. But it was just like not my vibe. I like glowy. I like the kind of wet look. Yeah. And I just felt like I was really missing having a little bit of eyeliner or something to like shape the face. Hers is just kind of like throwing it all on and it always looks amazing on her. But I really am into like high blush placement, precise contouring and all of that and using like a little bit of a smaller brush. Yeah, you just have a different technique. You like, you have a different vibe. And I think that's important because I think a lot of people will watch her videos and be like, okay, like we said earlier, I think if I use all the same products that she's using, I'm going to look exactly like her. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think you should use makeup to enhance your natural beauty, your natural features. 
and use products that work well for you. Is that, would you agree with that? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You also have to keep in mind, even if you get the tart, juicy lip stuff, like she probably has lip filler. Yeah. She definitely is. Yeah. With her lashes. Like her lashes are amazing. I'm sure she uses a lash serum. It's not just the mascara that's doing that. There's like other things. Do you have lip filler? I have a little bit. I have half of a syringe, but I got it in like October. It looks great. It looks amazing. I don't know. It looks super natural. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. Like it looks really, really good. It honestly didn't change the size of my lips like at all. She basically just filled in the shape that I have, but then I wanted the side profile for my lips to be a little more voluptuous because it's like, I never hated my lip shape, but when I would smile and stuff, I would kind of lose the lip. Yeah. And then from the side, and I was about to get my engagement photos done in October. So I made that appointment like literally two weeks before, but it looks so good in the pics. So that's funny that you point that out because I got lip filler in March of this year for the first time. And I was so nervous. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to look good on me. I really didn't know much about it. I went in to like my trusted injector and brought up the idea and she was like, hell yeah, you should do it. I think it'll look really, really flattering on your face. And it was Dr. Cole Carney. I actually had her on the podcast a few weeks ago, but she's amazing. And she didn't pressure me to do it necessarily. She was just like, if you want to get this done, like it would look really, really good on your face shape. So I got it done and it was so swollen. And I was so nervous because I was going to a wedding the next week. Oh, no. And I was literally losing my shit. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to look like a fish. I am going to look awful. It's just not, I'm, I can't go. <laughs> so it ended up like definitely the swelling went down and it looked a lot better. And I look back on those pictures. I'm like, oh my God, it looked so good. Like that week or two weeks after. I loved my swelling. And then it went down and I was like, oh. I know. I'm like, I need to get more. Yeah. (laughs) I see how people get addicted to this shit. Okay. Well, to wrap this up, I want to ask you one final question. If you were to tell your younger self one thing, knowing what you know now, what would that be? It's just like, it's investing in yourself. Like investing in yourself isn't just about working out and eating healthy. Like don't sleep on your makeup routine. Like I love that. Or your hair routine. I really believe that some products are just worth it, but it's more so in the techniques. Like it's not that hard to just learn and then it will pay off. And once you know how to do it, you're not going to lose it. I'm going to have this skill set for the rest of my life and I can just have the capability to make myself feel super confident even if I do my everyday glam and I like feel cute or whatever. But then when I have those days where I go full glam, I'm like, I still got it. You know, like it's just such a rewarding feeling. Whatever it is that's keeping you from it, like just buy the products, learn the technique and you will feel so confident. And it is so worth taking that step and investing in yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, I absolutely love that. And I think so many people are going to love that too and just love you and- If they don't already follow you, I would absolutely love for you to share with the listeners how they can be friends, how they can contact you, how they can connect and watch your videos and all that fun stuff. Of course. So my username on TikTok is maggie.williams61. And then on Instagram, I am maggie underscore williams14. And I'm going to be posting a lot more on Instagram this year because it's my New Year's resolution. Yes. And it's because you think TikTok's getting banned. Low key. Yeah. Okay. Well. (laughs) beware. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen. I know. But yeah, follow her on Instagram so we don't miss out on your amazing makeup, hack, 
makeup tutorials and what educational videos yes and just like fun content that you're bringing to the table so and your wedding planning (laughs) at the new york public library (laughs) i have a whole album of engagement photos that i haven't posted because i'm like i have to save them up so people don't forget we're engaged yes well people are going to check out your instagram and they're going to see that and i can't wait to see them too but thank you so much for coming on of course this is so much fun yay bye guys bye Okay, so I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite apps of all time. I have so many trips coming up in the next couple of months, and the best way for me to track exactly what I want to do on these trips is the Take Me Out of Office app. I'm obsessed with this app because you can actually plan itineraries with friends or family. It's great for girls trips, bachelorette trips, family trips, you name it. I get so excited to open up the app because it is branded so beautifully. So forget about Yelp because Take Me Out of Office is your one-stop shop for everything vacay. And you can actually head to our show notes to click on a unique link and it'll take you to the Take Me Out of Office app so that you can download it for free and you can recommend all of your friends to it. So again, all you have to do is head to our show notes, tap on that unique link and you will thank me later.